All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are with a very, very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Benny. I do props and special effects for, like, movies, and you may have seen one or two of them. So, <laughs> just give me a sec. I got something stuck in my eye here. <laughs> Never fails. There we go. All right. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into prop making? You still. All right. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into prop making? How I got into prop making. Um. Well, ever since I was a kid, you know. It, oddly enough, um, one of my most recent known movies is Ghostbusters. And as a kid, I got into prop making because I always found the PKE meter really interesting. And I had made a. I don't know, a dowel stick and a piece of cardboard and had some arms that would move with a little rubber band that I hooked up to my finger. Uh, so that that's kind of where it all started. And, you know, years and years and years later, I got invited to, to work on Ghostbusters Afterlife. But um, prior to that, my backgrounds are in nautical engineering. Um, I worked as a freelance engineer for, oh, good grief, I think 15, 20 years. Um, I did everything from I don't know, baby change table injection, plastic injection stuff to there's some things in satellites flying over your head that I had something to do with. Um, I even broke a few world records along the way. And, you know, years later, a friend of mine that was working on The Revenant um, had told me that uh, her boss was looking for um, somebody who knew a little bit about engineering and stuff and was a little bit on the crazy side. And I thanked her for calling crazy and... <laughs> Ended up on a phone call, and the next thing you know is I was working on Star Trek Beyond, designing some of the world's largest rotating sets ever used. Um, and uh, I, apparently I did a good job, because ever since I've that's been awesome. working on movies steady. That's, that's very so. cool. So, um, that's awesome. <clears throat> you touched on Ghostbusters and yeah. um, was it Star Trek um, Beyond? What what other pro uh, projects have you worked on? You touched on Ghostbusters. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm just at the cusp of not being able to rattle them off, all of them, um, because there's there's just enough that I can't remember them all. But um, let's see. So Star Trek. Then I worked on Maze Runner and Death Note. Um, Noel, which is a Christmas special for Disney with Anna Kendrick. Um, in between time, I worked on some TV series like Arrow and, um, oh, geez, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the, the show. Uh, let's see. Wow. And then Predator was another one that I did. One of the last Predators was out. And in a really strange turn of events, in a different city entirely, I got hired on the next Predator being moved, uh, made, and it's in the can of being edited right now for Hulu. Um and I'm kind of freelancing again right now. It did a really cool thing where Tom Hanks had, uh, through a mutual friend, gotten a hold of me and asked me if I could do a robot for him. So uh, on the Cleveland, um, uh, the Cleveland Guardians' first pitch um, this season, he brought out Wilson, and Wilson was alive and rolled around. Um, and, well, Wilson was me and, and uh, my RC driver and team. <laughs> so... Um, I, that's I really that's cool. A, yes, I saw the picture stuff of, <laughs> it, of you meeting Tom Hanks on, I believe, <laughs> Dustin Milne's, um, either Instagram or Facebook, and yours as well. So that was very cool to see. I bet, I bet that was, 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dustin, Dustin's a good friend of mine. He actually. No, there's there's times where people pinch themselves, and I I swear I'm not. I, I'm a humble guy, and I don't try to find these things. They find me, but I, I pinch myself to, you know, every time I wake up in the morning and kind of realize where I'm at, not being a, a Douglas Adams uh, Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy theme, but I, I wake up and I, I scream with joy. The 12-year-old in me so, is losing um, his freaking mind. When it comes down to some of the, the, the people I'm working with and the things I'm doing. How do you go so, about yeah. the process of <clears throat> laying everything out and then constructing it? And I would imagine it's different so, depending on uh, what you're doing. When it comes down to some of the props you've done, how do you go about the process of You know, it, it, it's very different. Um, if you're looking at giant rotating sets and, and we're talking about these things will kill someone if they're not done properly, um, or kill many. And so, you know, you got to go through a proper engineering kind of process. Um, it's a very condensed process and it's, uh, very accelerated and, and a nightmare for most engineers. Um, and, and even for me, but, um, you know, you, you look at it in that way. Um, other things like when you get into props and how to make them, uh, you know, just recently I, 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 I was hauled by somebody and said, everybody else told me this couldn't be done. And I'm like, well, it can be done, but it's going to be difficult. And it's going to be hard and your tears are going to be shed at some point, but we're going to, you know, yeah, I, I always say yes. And, and kind of just roll the dice and, you know, knock on wood. I haven't done anything exceptionally stupid yet. But um, I think part of the process is just saying yes. Then the next part is is figuring out how to do it. I, I grew up in a very artistic family, so I know how to paint things and make things look pretty good and, and, you know, how to design things to fit within the constraints of something that's pretty. So you got to look at, you know, what's its functionality? What's it need to do? That's usually the first thing. And then figure out the mechanics. And then figure out how to skin it and, and go from there. Also keep in mind, though, that that... You know, I'm always part of a team, you know, even something as simple as a ball robot. I had robotics guy helping me. I had the best radio control driver that this city can afford um, help me out with driving it. I had Dustin Milne, who you just mentioned. Um, the guys, I, I'm ADHD <laughs> in a big, big way. Like I, I border on the spectrum. And, and Dustin is OCD beyond belief. So we, we can get shit done together. <laughs> so... You know, he helps me organize everything. Um, and but but everything I've ever done is involved a team. I'm not an island. I don't come up with all these things on my on my own. I I get help from a lot of people. So, um, you know, long and short of it, I know this is a long rambling thing, but the long and short of it is is that beyond just the mechanical and the design, everybody's got their own way of going about it. Some people go into the shop and build. Some like me hit the computer and design stuff up. Some people kind of do a hybrid. Other people dream. Like there's so many ways. But the most important thing in my workflow is is that I have a lot of people that I've made friends with, and I make good friends. And I look at people and for what talents they have, and I ask them if they can help me out. It really is that simple. It makes a friends, be a kind, generous person, and 
and people will help you out when you need it. And it's usually not all that hard, especially if you come to it with a project and go, well, that's very cool. Make yeah, 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 you're right. It, being nice like, to people and, and, and but then you hear caring, it goes a long um, way. Well, no, and this is going to be for Tom Hanks. It's like, how can I help you out? It's those are the kinds of things that, that uh, happen for me. Well, I'll tell you an offshoot story. Um, years ago, um, I worked for, um, not worked for, I helped found Calgary Search and Rescue Association in, in Calgary. For like, We're right near the mountains. We do lots of rock climbing, or I used to do a lot of rock climbing. And oh, I, wow. I helped train up a bunch of people for free. You know, you, you get people so that they can go out and rescue. And um, those very people I trained for free literally pulled me off the side of a mountain with a collapsed lung, a ruptured spleen. I had 40 broken bones. I was a mess. There's no God-given so, right why um, I should still be here. When but we were I am. chatting and back and forth on Facebook Messenger, Messenger and, um, and teaching other people how to maybe do it because those people you came around to save my life. Show us um, and kind of you know, go over with us. I know that... I don't know how long ago it was, but I saw that you did a uh, YouTube thing with Adam Sandwich uh, and uh, kind of went over how the PKE worked and how it was remote controlled. And then, of course, uh, Gina Grace, uh, can I say her name correctly? <laughs> Sorry. McKenna Grace's uh, proton pack was similar. Yeah. And kind of went over how the it's okay yeah um you know a lot of that kind of stuff i don't have a proton pack i can show you but i do have let's see um here we go so just recently on my youtube channel I showed everybody how to take a pke but this is this is the the Hasbro toy, and I just kind of made it a little more interesting and added batteries and everything to it and added the proper light animation. A lot of this is, you know, we could go into the, I could pull it apart if you really wanted me to here. I don't think it would necessarily serve your uh, your clientele all that well. They could check it out on my, my YouTube channel or the Ghostbusters YouTube channel. Um, the Wilson robot that I had helped on and worked with is the number two. The second one that was to be used in case the first one failed is, well, right here. And you see it's already, already fallen apart for the for the first pitch. And this is just a 3D printed 3D printed shell um, that I designed up. And the robot actuator mechanism that goes inside of it. Now, when you first see something like this, you might think that it, it looks fairly complex, and it, it truly isn't, because there's a motor right in, do, 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 right in here. There's one motor, and it spins this axle, and these two axles hook through onto the ball on either side, just so it just swings inside and sits on there like this. And, you know, so you get the one servo, it spins, and he moves them forward, so it can roll forwards and back, but how do you turn them? So we have a weighted piece down here with another servo put onto it right there. And all this does is it rolls back and forth. So if the 
balls are rolling along, say, forward towards the camera, and I tilt it like this, the ball's going to tend to do this, and it's going to want to turn. And it, it turns out to be a very exceptionally simple uh, way to make a ball robot. And um, especially for live events or even in movies, is you want something that's uh, very robust. And if it breaks down, you need to be able to fix it really fast. So you've got to keep it simple. You keep it as simple as you possibly can. Um, this is a good example of, of simplicity because there are other ball robot, robots out there with um, basically a omni-wheel car that fits on the inside of it and can make it do all wow. sorts of whizzy things. But that would be hard to fix. <laughs> this was simple to fix, and we knew what we needed to do. It did everything we needed it to do, and it was simple at the same time. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, so we got those two. Um, wow. A while ago, I made myself a flux capacitor because I was pretty tired about being in 2020. So, um, <laughs> pardon me. My heat is brutal lately. So, um, this is just a, this is all 3D printed and laser cut. And I'm not sure if the batteries are, yeah, the batteries are still good in there. So I made it so that it's, it all lights up and everything. Um, and this is fully controllable via a phone, but, I, you know, you try to keep it as, um, again, this isn't perfect to the movie, and this is like 84% the actual size, so it's a little smaller, but that's what fit on the print bed. <laughs> but, you know, right down to being able to open it up and take a look to the inside. You got a few things like this, and I build these sorts of props because there's not a Sony and um, Ghostbusters is the first show I've done where I've been given some liberty to share on social media some of the stuff I've worked on. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure exactly why they chose me to, to do this, but, you know, uh, or, or allowing me to do it, but they know I have a decent social media following and they wanted to see, like, you know, can I make a difference in the, the movie sales or the turnout? I hope I did. And, uh, you know, again, just go out and make friends and show people what you've done and, and be good about it and make sure that the other people on the other end are okay with you sharing your IP because, you know, I can't just <laughs> go and show everybody a, a proton pack and what makes it work. Although, that being said, normally that so, would be the case. But I know I was encouraged to do so. And, you know, I was I was at Sony, what, uh, late last um, year. And um, other than Eric the Brick, proton one of the pack producers said, "Hey, and you know, the, the prop house, and he can uh, you know, do some shoots about some of the like, other stuff. What, what, on what the inside of the proton pack? You know, you going, have you're going to let me do that? And so start showing after. people how all that works, and you can find some of that on my TikTok and my YouTube channel and that sort of thing. Just give me a sec. I dropped something, and it's going to bug me because yeah, what's that?" Again, so this is one of those things where I'm sort of the figurehead on the team. Now, um, I help to do like uh, a lot of the the cannons on the in, on inside of the cave, the cave, the cave cannons. That those were we were given parts and we kind of had to assemble that. But again, it was a full team and and um, Peter White was one of the people that we hired. The guys, an exceptional craftsman and, and being able to make things look amazing. So 
you know, he did a lot of that and um, a lot of the team. But, and, you know, with Proton Packs, uh, there's a few things like the switch that needed to be added. It was added by, let me, let me go back a little bit. When, when a production is, is started up, um, the producers and everybody will go to a prop shop and go, we need this thing. So this thing being like a um, Proton Pack or the PKEs or the RTV and different prop shops get these projects and they, they build what they can off of what the artist renderings are. Um, then they get handed off to, to somebody like myself. Sometimes I am building things, not always, but um, in this case, I didn't build a whole lot. I had a lot to do with the rejigging and making sure that everything would work properly for the show. So going back to the proton packs and the switch is that the switch, the way it was made, there was a communication error and originally it was put on the wrong spot. So, you know, I had to rejig it and figure out how to fit um, the, the on-off switch in the proton arm or the, yeah, the proton arm. So, uh, you know, doing things like that, um, the RTV, there's, because it's a very complex RC car, um, making sure that certain things would work at certain times and there's so many moving parts. I, I spent a vast majority of my time just figuring out how to make sure that this thing would run always. You can't, you can't have downtime on a set when they're rolling and you say, hey, I need five minutes to fix something. That five minutes will literally cost them ten to twenty thousand dollars. So you need to know how yeah, to fix it. I know in talking this time to, uh, and be able to Dustin do that, that uh, so some of the Alberta time guys figuring out how to, uh, at the like, Ghostbusters how to make sure things ran properly, making sure everything was kept up to. So that was cool. No, but things to talk were ready to them, when they needed to be ready for set. Um, and again, that rolled back into just being part of the the team. Uh, I was asked to help on a, on a few things, but. You know, I, again, I try to be humble and it's, it, I, I just took care of stuff. I was a babysitter at the props in this case. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I know talking to uh, Dustin that uh, some of the Alberta guys. Yeah. The Ghostbusters franchise out there helped out. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Those guys. Yeah. They and I, I talked to him and um, about some of that stuff and. On, on uh, one thing, you know, about we, we had some of the, some the pieces come were, in, they weren't were correct, you know, again, uh, miscommunications happening in the industry. He didn't know who company. they were until after and the fact. we had like three days. It says a lot about how was out of production itself and was Dustin done. And, and the Alberta Ghostbusters, the, the end product the was just amazing. literally saved our bacon. There's some shots in that movie that would not have been made had it not been for the Alberta Ghostbusters. Yeah. I talked to him and Link um, about some of that stuff and you know, about some of the, the casts that were, were done up. Uh, and he didn't until after the fact. The product was just amazing. You know, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're always worried about stuff you've worked on. I've I've I'm trying to think if I've worked on a flop, and I I don't think I've worked on a flop. I've worked on movies I haven't done well, but I don't think I've worked on a flop. But the you you have this fear that like you know it's coming and I'm going to look like a jerk or you know I'm doing something wrong, and it it's it, it can be emotionally frustrating, especially in that you know 
I do the physical, uh, the practical effects or the, the props. So I, you know, don't see much on the back end. So there's a six, eight months in, in the case of Ghostbusters, a two year wait before you get to see what the final product is. And you're thinking, is it going to work? <laughs> oh, please, is it going to work? <laughs> is this bad? But, you know, the one thing that I truly enjoyed was, and maybe it's good or bad, but Ghostbusters, hands down, was not the technically the most technical thing I've ever done. It wasn't the most amazing, huge thing I've ever done. It was a team of people that truly, truly believed in the movie, that really wanted to have something magical happen. And and because of that, the 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 group of people you're working with, it was so collaborative. It was it was so comfy. It was I I worry that there's never gonna be a show like that that I get to work on again because it it was that good. It was yeah. I think it was And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask cool but uh, shows during the, I'll, I'll the, get to the work filming and, and everything, did you I, get I a chance to uh, show meet Ivan or I, Jason? I, I'm not sure that it can be done. But because of that, that's why I think the movie came out so well because of all the hard work and all the collaboration and, and the true belief that they wanted everything right. Everybody knew what this movie should be about and where it should go. And that vision kind of came in pre-built. People didn't need to be sold on a script. They needed to be, you know, told where that script's going to go and how they can help out. <laughs> And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, but uh, during the, the, the filming and everything, did you get a chance to uh, meet Ivan or Jason? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm lucky enough to call call Jason a friend now. Um, and I hung out with him quite a bit. Be, I was the guy on set in, in touch with a lot of the, the four people. Ivan is this, is, was, God, it, it, it's so hard to say. Um, but he was this very quiet, thoughtful, kind, generous guy that was always there just kind of keeping an eye on things. And, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing good that there's, yeah, there's nothing and I, I've heard there's nothing but, but things that but, I can say um, about everybody, everybody I've talked to that's and, been involved, um, uh, with you know, either being able to call you know, some of these Adam people Savage or, um, is, is amazing. You know, I got to meet Adam Savage especially when it comes and, down to Jason. Um, a little while later, we exchanged phone numbers and, and we, we talked on a regular basis humble, and, and just wanted to you know, make again, this again, the 12 year old in me is like losing his mind because at heart, I guess they, Especially Jason through something up that it, started watching Mythbusters and became enamored with the show and the people. Um, yeah, he's losing his mind because somebody I've idolized is now somebody I can actually call a friend. It, it it's something else. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about uh, everybody I've talked to that's been involved uh, with either. You know, M. Savage or uh, the production of Ghostbusters, especially when it comes down to Jason and Ivan, and both of them are just down to earth, humble. Yep. They just wanted to make this movie more of a thing because at home, I guess, they, especially Jason going up around yeah. the world. Well, true, and and keep in mind too that Jason is an incredibly talented writer, and and Hamill Keenan together as a team um the yeah. stories they can craft um, the, the you know, emotions and that, they I can provoke that's a good quality to have insane. it took it took me like oh, 
I'm, I'm guessing seven reads through the script. You go through it over and over again. You get to the point where you damn near memorize the thing. And before I, could, I would not cry at the end. It, it's, it like they can just pull on people's emotions like no one. Oh I no, no, you still sound sounded really and good. Being able to flow and get that beat that those are extreme talents. And they, you know, they, you're right. They are humble. In some um, ways, I really so wish they'd brag going more. Into, because, damn, uh, they you it. know, projects <clears throat> that you would like, are, are there any projects you would like to have worked on or, or would like to work on coming up? Yeah. Actions. Oh, there we go. Um, you know, and that, I guess that's a good quality to have, though. Yeah, it is. I'm, I seem to be losing you once in a while here. So let me know if you're having any problems on your end. <clears throat> Oh, no, no, you sound sounded really good. Okay. Um, so going into, uh, you know, projects that you would like, are, are there any projects you would like to have worked on or, or would oh, yeah. you like to work on coming up? You know, I think I missed my window of opportunity is the, the ultimate, the, the, the holy grail, <laughs> pun intended, <clears throat> is uh, Indiana Jones. Growing up as a kid, that was my jive. That was like, you know, I, the uh, kids that were Star Wars or Star Trek or, you know, Ghostbusters. And I loved all of those. And I truly loved Definitely. Ghostbusters. But, and, but Indiana Jones you know, is, 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 I, I think dear. that. So dear to my heart. You, you never know. I mean, as far as well, anybody I knew in the movie industry, that if you ever oh, need you're somebody good. and you happen to be working on it, I will work on you it. Know, for there, free. there are things that could come up. Me, you never I know. They could make another one. Just to say I worked on it. Um, and, of course, I'd want to do a Harrison Ford one. Maybe the, the maybe there will be a future movie um, based off of something else. Who knows what this last movie was. But last movie's in the can, and I didn't get a chance to be on it. But... You know that that's okay. I've I've had some amazing shows to work on, so I, I definitely <laughs> can't cool. complain. But so that would have been the, you touched the ultimate on having for me for uh, sure. a YouTube channel. Yeah. Is it just uh, under your name? <clears throat> I or... truly have to apologize for clearing my throat so much here. Definitely, and, and you know, I think that you never know. I mean. They could, and you know, my fingers are crossed. But I, you know, it's it, it's that being said, it, like I said before, it, it's not. I'm not heartbroken about it, but it, it definitely that would that would have been it. I, I can live without it, though. <laughs> Very cool. So you touched on having uh, a YouTube channel. Is it just? Uh... Under your name, or yeah, if you go to YouTube and then for youtube.com, then forward slash and Ben Eady, so B E N E A D I E, um, you'll be able to find my channel. And I go through, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of finding my, my, my pace. I haven't hit my episode 43 the podcast, has where's it 42? I can't call, but um. It's, uh, you know, it's a hodgepodge of years ago when I was doing engineering, I taught people how to do uh, solid work stuff. 
Um, now I'm doing like all the props and the laser cutting, the 3D printing tips and tricks that I've, I've figured out. Um, there's, there's, I always find that there's so many prop makers and so many engineers that, you know, hold a great idea to their chest and it's their magic thing. And, and I half respect that and I half don't because I, I always wonder what the world would be like if, if knowledge was shared and not sold or, or made a commodity. So I, I try to share everything that I do. And recently I figured out a way to literally half the time of a three print. If you do a little bit of four end work on the computer aided design side um, and, and use that. And, and also recently I was uh, a company had contacted me and they know I do a fair amount of laser cutting and stuff for our, for the pieces that I need. In fact, it's my go-to tool. It's my favorite tool. And uh, they said, we have this little diode laser it's for engraving. Um, do you want to take a look at it? And I thought, okay, well, I'll take a look at this toy. Yeah, this that's very toy, cool. This thing is, it's got some chops and it's a little tiny, what, $400, I think, to buy this desktop laser. The bed is 400 by 400. And man, if, if you're a home prop maker, you need one of these things. <laughs> There's something else. And I'm kind of going through that and asked me to do a video on it, a review, and I've done that, and it's been well-received, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm in love with this thing enough. I'm going to be doing a whole lot more on what you can do with this laser cutter. I can see it being that, you know, a lot of people buy a 3D printer nowadays, and I get that. It's a, it's a great tool, but there's an amazing amount of stuff that can be sort of flat patterned and cut out, and that's where the laser kicks in, and uh, this is finally something that people can afford. So I'm pretty excited about that. And by the way, that wasn't just some big long pitch saying, hey, Very you cool. need to go and, and get that's one of these always I, I hope the key, you no know, matter but what that, industry that's not the in, point. It's, it's the work. I, I can see harder. this laser changing industry a little bit because you know, going back to how do I design and make things? Um, first thing I look at is the design. I'll do a 3D design. Then how do you manufacture it? Now, you can 3D print stuff, but a lot of times it takes a huge amount of time and you can laser cut a vast majority of stuff so very much faster than 3d printing um that you got to look at it and think can i make this sure i can laser cut out of plastic or wood and put it together and i'd say a good 60 70 percent of the time you can so that that's that's kind of one of my secret sauce things is i build faster than the other guys because i look at what <laughs> tools will actually make things work Faster well, and that, you know, just better, doing faster. it that way and just kind of stepping back a little bit and taking your time with it is also, you know, cool. measure twice, cut once kind of thing where you can get the most out of whatever material you're going to use. Oh, yes. You know, even even to this day, and I know I'm not the so, only one, but, you know, I'll be in, on in, a In talking a with Adam Savage, saw, I, I, and I'll just be like a handle. I'll just be cranking and pressing be, hard. And I can like hear my ad going, don't, some don't of the stuff push on the tool. For, Let the tool YouTube. do the work. And you have to stop um, and you have to relax your arm. And then you're pushing and you realize you're, you're hogging through the material like 10 times faster suit. when you're trying to force the damn thing. But um, everybody's in such a rush and they're trying yeah. to push things that, that you don't. You're not what using do you think about some of the stuff that he's done? The harder done, not smarter, I'm not very smart. So you know, I, I work hard at all. If an opportunity came up to, to collaborate <laughs> with him on something, you think that would be something that would be a lot of fun? Well, that, you know, doing it that way, just kind of 
stepping back a little bit and taking your time with it is also, you know, measure twice, cut once kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Get the most out of whatever material you're going to use. Absolutely. So, in, in, in talking with Adam Savage, I, I find watching his stuff, whether it be like you touched on Mythbusters or some of the stuff that he does go mm-hmm. at one point on Discovery where he made like an Iron Man suit. Oh, God, that's so cool. Dude, I held it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about some of the stuff that he's done? And, you know, if an opportunity came up for you to, to collaborate with him on something, I guarantee it would be a lot of fun. Um, there was, and again, this is my perspective. I don't want to be putting words or thoughts into anybody's heads, but there was, um, when we had the camera crew doing behind the scenes footage of, of me and Adam, uh, doing some things together, they were so excited about the footage and we were told a few times that like they'd be, I'm, I, I like to think I'm a kind of person that can bring a little bit of energy to the room. Adam, hands down, is a person who is like that. He walks in a room and you can, you just feel it very build. True, you don't even need to know he's there. You can and literally I, I think feel him. That, you know, and of course, um, in apparently the two of us together is, is uh, a bit hard done, for people guys, to tolerate times. So, as far as yeah, being able um, to think things up, I just, and then I adore working with him. There's, there's um, skill sets that he has that I it's don't. It's just the overall. We respect each other's skill sets. We'll stop and talk and have that mechanical say like you know this is the way i would do uh, it this would be the way he does stuff like that together you can see how both of our heads are working together and in how to make all this work who's you know there's there's times where there's things that he shows me and i'm like you know i've been doing it wrong all my life you just you just corrected me so thank you so uh, you know i i would love that opportunity um i'm not sure if it'll ever come up i'm i'm quite comfortable with uh, just being his friend um, but yeah, I, I would do that in a second. And I think, I think it would go well, but you never know until you actually do stuff like that. Right. That is very true. Very true. And I, I think that, you know, in course in talking with you now and seeing some of the stuff that he's done, you guys, as far as being able to think things up and then physically make it, mm-hmm. Of it, it just we have to have that mechanical uh, type of mind to be able to put stuff like that together. Yeah, I think you know um, both of us grew it, up with just like, like anything. You know, you know or, I would you know, imagine a, a that very good tool things, set and and we're encouraged to play with them um, a lot for a play long with the tools period of time. It's like riding I think a that bike. Has a little I mean, bit to you do can with step that. away from it and go really right back to anything is no Um I don't think that. We're necessarily wired different than anybody else. It's it's a skill set that we've managed to develop over our years uh, growing up. And you know, if there's somebody going, "Oh, I wish I could do something like that," but I don't have the skill set, shut up! Don't ever say I don't have the skill set. All that means is start building something. And if that involves just building a cake or getting a plastic model and following instructions and putting it together. That's step one. Start doing it. And then just keep pushing yourself to do more stuff. Um, so, yeah, 
both of us have a, a unique way of, of putting things together and, and kind of conceptualizing and making things work. But it, it's, it's not special. It's just what we're good at. Just like anything, you know, I would imagine that you do things a lot for a long period of time. It's like riding a bike. I mean, you can step away from it and go right back to it and be able to do it with no problem. Yeah, you know, but um, being just, you know, I, I have kids and a little while ago I was trying to teach them how to ride a bike. It's been many, many years since I got on a bike, and it's not like just get on the bike and ride it. <laughs> um, at least it wasn't for me. Uh, so you, you still need a little bit of practice here and there, and you got to keep up on your skills. So, yeah, I I partly agree. At the same time, you know, uh, growing with what you're doing, and know that there's always something to be learned, or that you're probably going to be doing it the wrong way. I, I've got a a new video coming out uh, tomorrow or the next day on my YouTube channel on, on, on how to do bevel cuts in an EVA foam using a laser, just a standard laser, nothing with a special head that tilt or anything. Um, but the, the methodology that I need to, to get that to happen is a bit yeah. on the time consuming side. And I'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts that five minutes into the video being published, somebody's going to come up and go, well, why do you do it that way, dumbass? You can just like you know, click the line and say put a gradient on it, and and I'm gonna have to sit there and humble myself. But I, I look forward to that because I I've learned over the years that people aren't necessarily criticizing you; they're telling you what they feel is the better way. Yeah, and I agree. When, when somebody at, gives you constructive criticism, criticisms that just, way, you should um, just look at it outside the box kind of thing. If you can and, look and at criticisms that way, what um, will work it makes for you so much easier to out of that and, and apply it? It can be you know, fun and you can be self-deprecating. The way that you do things, oh, there's, there's because, always room to improve, uh, no matter what. When I used to teach computer-aided design to people um, on the engineering side. You know, they'd be doing some special cut, and I'd be like, well, why aren't you hitting this one button? And you can see that flash over their eyes. Of, you know, I you think that they've lost probably 10 months of their life to doing it their method, knowing that it, instead of the 40-step process they took, it was one button. You know, and that's happened to me, too. And it, it's almost so... It, it can sort of kill your soul, but instead of letting it kill your soul, look at it, laugh at it, learn from it, and, and move on. And no, yeah, your, your life is going to be better so, because of it. And, um, you know, who knows? Some we, of the, we touched some of the on the YouTube channel. Of course, you're on, develop into you're on Facebook. Other tools and, other are you on Instagram? And I know you they're said not, you're on TikTok. They're not lost in the world. They're different. Yeah, and I agree. When, when somebody gives you constructive criticism, you just, you just look at outside the box kind of thing and, and say, what will work for you out of that and apply it, you know, to the way that you do things. There's, there's always room to improve no matter what industry you're in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And even, you know, having young kids come in brand new to the industry your first day, I, I'll tell you what, the people are going to teach you something. And, and usually it's within the first hour of them showing up. You, you need to stop and listen to everyone. And I mean, like everyone that, that two-year-old mumbling that you can barely understand a word they're saying, sometimes they have insights into things that you have absolutely no concept of, and you got to listen to everyone.
Yeah, I agree. So, um, we we touched on the YouTube channel. Of course, you're on you're on Facebook and are you on Instagram? And I know you said you're on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me there. I, I um. The nerds will get this. This is the right channel. No offense. <laughs> but um, that my handle on Instagram and on TikTok is the Dread, the Dread Maker Roberts. Um, so um, a callback to like one of my favorite movies, just uh, you know, a slight twist on the pirate theme. And uh, you can find me there. That's that's one way to find me. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think and, that's, that's... You know, I'm on Twitter uh, and I'm on Facebook. What happened to us when, when I initially stuff, reached out. But I'm, I'm finding hey, you're, you're a busy guy. So that is for sure. There's out there that it's, it's frustrating to try to follow all of them. So those are the main ones. Um, and, and understand that um, after... But like you said, busy is good. It, you know, it keeps things on. coming in um, and it keeps on Facebook especially I was getting in what you hundreds do. of Facebook requests friend requests and I nothing more than that I, I would love to be friends with everybody but it becomes overwhelming and with the family and everything you got to be careful so um, in there are certain ones like say I say that that Facebook is the one that I keep fairly guarded so if you're trying to reach out to me on Facebook the chances of you actually getting me through a DM going to be pretty small um, things on TikTok and whatnot. Again, I I do look at the DMs and stuff. Not all of them. Um, again, the volume can be staggering. So, and I'm not trying to bloat myself up. I just don't want people to be frustrated hey, or angry. It's, it's a learning process. That is for I sure. I do like and, and conversations. It's just I, I, I don't, think for don't for most people have who have that mindset of I hope they understand that every day I learn something new, no matter how little, no matter how small uh, or, or big it is. Yeah, you know, you're always going to have yeah, stuff coming in. Uh, you're always going to have that that when, when knowledge set that, that continues to hey, grow. You're a busy guy, that is for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but like you said, busy is good. You know, keep things coming in, and it keeps your mind fresh in in, in what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, there's one thing I said earlier is that I, that I always say yes um, to projects, and um, I recommend that. But there, there are times where the stress involved in after you say yes and you realize that you might not have the skill set or you might not know the right people and that you've got to figure this shit out because you just said yes, it's it's not for everyone. <laughs> And uh, there's times where it's not even for me, and I don't know why. Definitely, I do it myself, and hey, but, you know, you know I, I, I appreciate <laughs> you taking time out of your busy schedule to sit and talk with me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. I, I've learned a lot about you, and I've learned a lot about the stuff that you guys that you do. So that's great. I, I enjoy just sitting and talking to people, no matter what they do. Every day, I learn something new, no matter how little, no matter how small, how big it is. You know, you're always going to have. So I hope you have a great night, and uh, I'll definitely reach out to you as soon as this is ready to uh, post up. Yeah, yeah. Always be learning. It's I. I'll forever. I. I just. I have this thirst for figuring how things work. Um, and it's. I, I've thought yes, that over sir. years. Can do it again. You know, I used to do a lot of of painting or like you know artistic painting or drawing or right, sculpting. Have a great night. I did chainsaw sculpting, and I've always gotten tired of stuff. Look, I I, I hate Bye-bye. saying it, but I get bored. And 
but this kind of thing, the, the quest for just any kind of knowledge, it just never seems to end. And that's one thing I hope a lot of people can can take and, and use is just always be curious and try to figure out what's going on in your world because it, it's so much fun. It really is. Definitely. And hey, you know, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. <laughs> I've learned a lot about you, and I've learned a lot about stuff that you guys that you do. So that's great. I enjoy just sitting and talking to people, no matter what they do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm very much the same. So I hope you have a great night, and uh, I'm gonna reach out to you as soon as this is ready to uh, post. Up. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, and. Uh, Hi to all your followers and everybody. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, and I I, I hope to hear from you soon. Yes, sir. I hope we can do it again. <laughs> sure, we can. All right. Have a great night. You too.